This is Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined once again this week by my co-host Randy Sherman. Before we get into things, thanks to our sponsors over at 323 Sports. With camp season right around the corner, you may be in need of t-shirts, basketballs, or other equipment. Whatever it is, 323 Sports has what you need at great prices. I've used them before, years using 323 Sports with my camps, and you won't regret ordering from these guys. To find out more about what they can do for your program, visit 323sports.com, or you can contact a rep at sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your summer camp. This is our 2022 NBA playoff edition of Hoops Forum. Randy, I know this doesn't necessarily carry the weight of like March Madness for a lot of coaches, but do you still get into the NBA playoffs? Absolutely. Yeah. Anything in I, particular that you enjoy about them? Maybe even comparative to like March Madness. Well, I think what the main thing I enjoy is sort of in the NBA, kind of noting the the sort of differences in the regular season versus playoffs. Um, I'd say the game to game adjustments can kind of be fun to watch and just sort of matchups, things like that. All the, the way that, that, that to me is, it gets real intriguing. So that's what I look for. And then I just, the big moments kind of more as a fan, just sort of like game seven, you know, or it's two, two tides game five and like the big moments, the big, yeah, it's just so fun to watch just sort of how the, those are handled by coaches and players. So, yeah. All Any that. big takeaways from like first round? I kind of my big takeaway is how some teams have managed to play and survive through some injuries. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Mavericks advanced and won a game or two without Luca. Um, Devin Booker missed some time in the Suns advance. So like that, that's always interesting to me to kind of see how coaches and teams can withstand, I guess, withstand the loss of a player in like a really pivotal part of the season that stood out to me just how some teams who you look at oh there they don't have Devin Booker you know like that could be tough or they don't Luca's out you know but then they're they advanced anyway so that's what stands out to me so far like who's getting who back healthy and and is gonna kind of be able to be at full strength and 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 survive this thing yeah we hadn't talked about this beforehand mine was kind of the same uh, maybe a little bit in relationship to I hear a lot with Golden State Boston mm-hmm playing teams that they're either missing stars or with the nets you know maybe a dysfunctional group they were a little bit by the end of the year yeah Uh, but you know those two teams in particular i'm not saying that they aren't necessarily as 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 good or worthy of that finals talk but i just wonder how good they actually are yeah because they won some games and we're playing against uh, or or against some teams some scenarios there that you're not on paper maybe like man these they beat a really good team, but you know, did they think, for four four games? Yeah, I think sometimes these some of these teams like maybe undervalue the regular season and and are like like as long as we get in the playoffs and we we can sit guys out, we can you know he's he's not playing half our games. It's okay, it's no big deal. We get in the tournament, we'll get serious then. Sometimes I think like that's a little too late to try to turn the light switch on, like. You know, people. The big deal was about Brooklyn losing. Was like they, everyone wanted to make bigger, more complicated explanations. They were an average team, even when Durant and Kyrie played during the regular season. I think they were like one game above five hundred. They they were an average team, and they got dealt with accordingly by a really good Boston team. That's it. 
Right. I know they have Kevin Durant. I know they have Kyrie Irving. Why they were an average team, I don't know, but they were. (laughs) And so um, I think sometimes like maybe this like, oh, the, our seeding doesn't matter as long as we get in the top eight or, or get out of that play in and get in the top six or something like it's all good. We'll be, we'll, we'll turn it on then. Like, eh, I don't know about that. Like you kind of need to already be good to be. Yeah. Good, right? Well, I would, I would rather have the, at least crescendoing, you know, they're, they're getting better. And I think people nice saw word. that with Boston rather than what you just said, lights on lights off. I personally have never seen that before. You know, at least from Neither my of us. Neither of us. Teams that are improving and, and getting back. And for the case of Boston, too, they were already getting better. And then they got Williams back. And now you're adding another piece to it. Like I would much rather have that kind of thing than expecting somebody to turn it on. And to your point, I think that Kevin Durant attempted to kind of carry the load and help the team turn it on. But unless Boston you've got multiple guys, it. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't happening. So we'll and come back to oh, go ahead too. That like I think it shows like maybe like that that mindset of we'll turn it on in the playoffs, sort of like an overvaluing of just the raw talent and an undervaluing of like team, team, team. You know, co- cohesiveness and like like identity and having it figured out. Like that's as good as a star player. You know, like yeah. that's as or better, right? So yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, right Sweet. now, going to talk about some X's and O's. Four, we're just going to breed. I'm going to bring up just four X's and O's okay. for you. And so Randy hasn't seen these yet. Line we're going to basically show Randy what these are, and then we're going to kind of talk through them a little bit, maybe why he likes them, why he doesn't like them, maybe. We'll break these down. They'll also, these are available, too, if you're interested in looking at these on Fast Model. Um, we'll make those available there. They'll You can find those at fastmodelsports.com in their mm-hmm. play bank. You can download those to your fast draw account. So first one here, first one here is from the New Orleans Pelicans. Horns, stagger, burn. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. The, the thing I like about it is the the playing the other way when when number five gets the ball here. They got the the the, the staggered screen going on over here that that lends the defense to perhaps believing we're playing that way, but we're really going to play the other way over here. Yeah, great read by number 14. I don't know my personnel as well as I should on the Pelicans. Who is Brandon that? Ingram. Okay, Ingram, yeah. Ingram on, on the re- great read on, on Crowder's overplay to back cut it on the play in the other way. That's that's lovely. And then any potential helper at the rims kind of involved in that stagger, staggered action so that they you you maybe you're going to get to the rim without any shot blocker being there. We'll see. I mean, starts with great spacing, but multiple action of – Stagger screen on this side of the floor, dribble handoff coming this way. I can't remember where I either wrote recently an article about uh, the burn action or I can't remember where. I don't know if we talked about it here or Mm -hmm. another podcast, but I I love the handoff because it typically draws either tries the defender, tries to jump the screen or just draws him to the ball so that he can kind of junk up that dribble handoff on this side of the floor. And that's a great opportunity for you to kind of back cut a guy they're an opportunity and, and you know with the stagger screen the low man is helping so he's occupied on that side of the floor kind of paying attention to what's going on over here so he's not in a position to help and that's where you get the late rotation and still a nice contest from from Aiton but it's a little bit too late there so yeah so another thing that i see potentially there if you'll play it again would be 
let's say Crowder didn't overplay Ingram and, and as a result, he didn't reject, he could come over the top and take the handoff. Or if he, if let's say Crowder defended the back cut well and, and number five, is that Herb? You know, right there, we've got it paused. Let's say Crowder did a great job. He could turn back and play to that. So he could pivot back and play to the guy coming off the double stagger. And we could probably get into like, you know, the second screener turn and ball screen for him or something like that. And, and we would we would look like double side over there, single side if if Herb, I think who, who has the ball gets to the corner. We gotta be able to play out of it if they defend this, you know, we don't always burn them for a backdoor cut layup like we do here, right? Right. I, the ability for it to continue on too. I think right. sometimes we design our plays and like if it didn't work, like, oh man, we gotta start over again. But to your point, you can keep playing out of the stagger. They could have been a pick and roll, and Herb could have mm-hmm. Herb Williams could have rolled to the front of the rim and throw it over the top. Yeah. So it, there, there, you have the capability of of multiple things to happen if the defense takes away this, which is to yeah. what you said in the introduction. This is why I love the NBA playoffs, is because this is a chess match. But I think the great offensive coaches have the counters that they're not having to just make stuff up or go ISO if their first action doesn't happen. Yeah. We don't want hope to be a strategy. We don't hope that the back door cut comes open. If it does great. If it doesn't, we get to the next best action. Right. That that could be any number of things like hitting the guy coming off the stagger or something like that. Yeah. Good one. I like it. Love it. All right. So I've got a theme with these first two plays. Okay. Spain. See that another overplay there. Okay, I see. Bridges goes to the corner to get. Now we've got the corners filled after that when he made that little cut off the off the out of the horns formation. So again, you have the first thing that you look at is the Spain. So the mm-hmm. first thing that you have is the screening ball screen, the screener, screening the screener behind it, which draws typically. This is where your help is going to come from because he was the lowest man. I don't think yeah. that this guy's really think of thinking of himself when the play is first happening as being the help because a lot of times you also have the screen that comes on this side. Yeah. So when Paul comes off, he's actually strong side and they want to be, you know, 70, 30 over on this side Mm -hmm. of the floor taken away. So he's not thinking I need to be in a position to help. This guy's in the position to help. They flip it. This guy's caught too high. And now you're basically leaving this entire space underneath the floor with no help defender because he's really worried about, I don't know what their strategy was, if they were going to switch it or just kind of like jam it and help him get over it. But the point is there's nobody there. And, and another point, I think, is that Booker at the free throw line sitting the screen? Yes. Yeah, so an, another concept I like is using a, a good shooter to set a back screen because you're not going to get the show off of him. Like, you know, because all he would do then is just pop off of that Spain back screen to, to this kind of area, you know, over kind of just pop away from that back screen. If you show off of him, that's, that's going in. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know they're going to find him off of that. Paul would throw it back to him popping, so you do potentially get Aiton on the lob because they're not going to show or, or hedge off of 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 Devin Booker because he would just separate from the screen and 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 beat you that way. So I like that design. Yeah. So misdirection and then also multiple actions that occupy help defenders, and then also if this doesn't work out to your point, you could still play out of the Spain action or mm-hmm. um, ball screen and throw it lob to the front of the rim to eight in there. So yeah, multiple scoring actions out of one third play here is from Memphis and Minnesota. And this one's Memphis. Okay. So it's the sideline out of bounds. I know I get it. Bad defense. That's the first thing people are going to say, but still 
Well, there's 3.7 seconds left. Right. Yeah, they they um, probably may wish they defended Morant a little different. You know, like not as gambled <laughs> as much on him. But um, you still have a shooter that comes to the corner, and I know that's kind of like standard. Nothing special mm-hmm. about that. But then when you have the down screen here, you say, well, they played it bad. He shouldn't have jumped on the high side. I think either way, Morant is going to get the ball somehow. And when he gets the ball, the thing that I like about it is now you have, even if he's kind of a great defender that's trailing this way, Morant is still catching the ball and going to his left, which he's strong at, even though he's a right-handed player. Yeah. Which is well, going got to a, force- We've got a three-on-two where you've got to pause right now. So three-on-two is a layup. In the right. NBA, two-on-one, three-on-two, that's a layup every time. So, or a dunk, you know, and, which I think is probably what's coming here, right? Right. So it's either, I mean, if he steps over and stops Morant, then he can dump it off or throw it over the top for a finish. So to your point, you have the three-on-two on the backside. You really got a two-on-one, to be honest, like right. with Morant and the big and the dunker there, you know, um, where there's just no good – decision he's got too many the def, the lone defender has too many options to consider do i help do i you know i guess they're in trouble but it was kind of started with maybe a defensive mistake or 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 a, a maybe i mean i get we're trying to get the ball we'll keep i mean keep the ball out of his hands it's a tie game 3.7 seconds like we gotta keep it out of his hands but I, that, that was I'm still saying this guy's still going to trail. It doesn't matter if he's playing great defense or he doesn't. You say, well, he'll he'll trail and then he'll jump down in front of Morant. Okay, that's fine. But he, Morant is still catching the ball and has great speed because he's the one coming at the ball and catching it. I don't yeah. think that you get totally in front of him. So he's at least got a small advantage, which is going to make the big mm-hmm. defender decide, do I want to step over and help a little bit? Or do I want to take my chances and let my guy play one-on-one and one of the better finishers around the rim with both hands. I think the lesson here is just like the big macro lesson I would take away is just how, how great players just create dilemmas where it's like, well, we got to really kind of choose between two bad things. (laughs) You know, like like we got to, if we get a great, you know, this is what great, that's, that's the benefit of having great players is like, there's, there's just sometimes it's like the lesser of two evils is your only choice. Right. 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 All right. Fourth and final play here. So same two teams, but switch it around. This one's from Minnesota. So another sideline play. I like it really good. Okay. I like it. So we got, we've got throw and go where basically the inbounder throws to, to cat Carl Anthony towns. They're kind of T posted perimeter post up and he go and he comes right back in and takes it drives the space and we flare yeah that's nice the timing really matters like we don't want that flare to be too soon we've got to kind of time it with the arrival of the dribble that's a good motion offense concept like the ball needs to see the action so you that that guy who's setting that flare screen you know needs to sort of like time it where that screen it happens in concert with the the, the throw and go so so if it happens too soon, we're going to need a rescreen, or they've already kind of defended or sorted through it. So yeah, that's good. But you know, honestly, Memphis didn't defend it that poorly. He, he got a good contest. Um, you know, they screen Morant. I think that's Clark who who closes it out, gets in the air with him, it's hit a tough shot. I like the beginning of it because you have uh, Russell, I believe, is kind of setting a back screen like i again it's not that's not the intent of it but it at least forces clark to you know kind of scramble a little bit and be concerned with that and then you also have to your point bringing 
Morant to this side, he still is paying attention to the ball, but he's not paying attention to what might be coming on the backside. And neither is Clark, which I think is that kind of gives that like pause there, which allows the flare screen to be open. And again, you're playing with incredible athletes that are still able to close out. And there's a great contest at the end. So maybe at your level, uh, lesser levels, lower levels, you may have even more of a shot. I don't care what level it is. I feel like flare screens are one of, if not the most difficult thing for defenses to guard, especially if you do something right before it Mm -hmm. that draws the defense's attention to the ball. They're just, they're caught off guard. You can still communicate it great, but, and obviously a great shot at the end, but. Good stuff. Yeah, the, the handoff. You know, like I like just generally speaking too how the, how the, the, the sideline out of bounds just sort of connects right into a scoring option. It's, Mm -hmm. it's just more than just getting the ball in. It's, it's like, you know, a time scoring situation as it is, they need, they need a, they need a look. They don't need right. a. They don't need get it inbound, arrange for a play. They need. They need the. This is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is it. Right. So four plays. I hope those were. Uh, I know three of them were probably everything. third of them at least. Uh, but we'll put all four of those on the Fast Model website. So again, you can go download those if you want. Thanks to all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch or listen to any part. Visit Radius Athletics on YouTube to see the full interviews or you can go to any podcast platform and now search Hoops Forum. We've got our own podcast there. You can see all of the episodes, all 50 plus, and we'll be releasing these each week. You can find them on the weekends. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.